Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, yes, live in the WMEX studio for the very first time, the Causeway Kings are live here in beautiful broadcast house. Your friend Ben, we got Coach Adam Clancy, Merrill Marshall, and Gordo returning back. Boys, pleasure to have you here at Broadcast House Studios. Guys, this is unreal. First in-person recording session for the Causeway Kings. Everyone's looking sharp. We got some uh, hockey swag in the in the office here with some twigs, some from Barrow twigs. We got some Barrow mitts. We got a uh, nineteen fucking twenty nine Jofa. <laughs> it's helmet. a Jofi, all right. It, it's an old school Gretzky style helmet, but no one can rock it better than Mister Heath Gordon himself. I'm trying, to, trying not to ruin my hair. Uh, this is great, boys. I'm fired up. I think I feel I feel it in my bones. This is going to be a good one tonight. I love it already. I love it already. Meryl, hopefully everything's doing well with the family. I know you've been living the hospital life lately, so hopefully we got a positive report. Yeah, nothing's changed, which is good. Uh, baby needs to marinate in there for a little longer, so I'm on parole from uh, South Shore Hospital being here tonight. So uh, I'm excited to be here, guys. I mean, we got some Vibero swag. I'm with the guys. Uh, we got the Esatican and Special Helmet over here. Yeah, buddy. We're ready to fucking <laughs> ready to rock and roll. Let's fucking do this. Got a lot to talk, talk about. Unbelievable all the shit that's happened in the last few hours it's 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 crazy the last 24 oh, yeah. hours with the retirements and i mean we where do we want to start boys let's talk about the big fish in the room number 33 signed a one-day contract today to do the right thing and he will end his illustrious hockey career as a boston bruin once more boys this is celebration times right here oh, i i think that was the only way chara could go out and end his career um I think in the group chat earlier, I think it was Merrill that said it. They should have just signed him for a one year. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Just how bad they're hurting on D. It would have been nice to have him back on the back end representing the uh, the big 3-3. Three, three. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he did that and, and Bergey gave him the C for his final year with the oh, Bs. That would have been sweet. I'd be all about it you if know? they did but, that. Um, I mean, the guy is clearly a Hall of Famer. You know, he played a career, it was 1,680 games. 209 goals, 471 assists, 680 points, a plus-minus of 301. Wow. Not Jesus too shabby. Christ, that's like an impressive batting average. Yeah, that's right. My, that's my and, score for 18. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, you, that was the last time we played. It was your front nine score. <laughs> uh, but also a six-time Hall of Famer. I mean, a Hall of Famer, All-Star. Yeah. Six-time All-Star. The guy is a legend of the game, and I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, I don't. What do you? I is he going to go up in the rafters? Oh, I mean, he's got to he, for sure. If they don't, yeah. then shame on the Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, when they when he came in, I mean, the Bruins were in bad shape. We were a joke, and, yeah, and yeah. I mean, we were a joke. So um, now we're right back there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, he he kind of changed the culture and and obviously brought a brought a cup home back to Boston. So. I think he should go up there. I think there's some names, you know, probably up in the rafters right now that are probably a little questionable, but I think he's a kind of a no-brainer. So he'd get my vote. Oh, no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. First ballot Hall of Famer, Bruins Hall of Famer, Jersey retired. Um, you know, people forget, like you were saying, um, Heath, like they were a laughing stock when he signed with the Bruins. They uh, they had just come off trading Joe Thornton. They had Dave F. and Lewis as their oh head coach. God, in that first that. year, they were still terrible, even though Ugh. they signed uh, Char and Savard. 
07, 08, they brought Claude in, and that kind of ushered in. Not that Claude was responsible for it, but it kind of signified that they were going in a new direction. Obviously, they got some great players, but he really spearheaded the whole thing. So uh, hats off to an amazing, amazing career. And uh, also uh, 2,085 PIMS and uh, several uh, several ass kickings uh, doled out in those as well. So Dave Verily. Absolutely. I mean, he was just an absolute beast on the ice as well as off the ice. I mean, I think up until Kevin Miller came onto the Bruins, Chara held the all-time like, pull-up record at like yeah. 45 or 46 or something like that. And then Kevin Miller came in, and I think he either tied him or beat him by like one. Yeah. Now, think of it. Six foot nine, two hundred and sixty-five pounds, doing forty-plus pull-ups. No, nope. I'm thirty-nine, a whopping two sixty. Shit, I weigh just as much as Chara. Holy fuck! Um, <laughs> what, what an admission here on Causeway. But hey, makes. listen, it's just more of me to love, guys. That's all. That's the way I look at. It. I don't think I don't think the four of us could do that many, yeah. that many pull-ups combined. But well, I mean, don't I look just at me feel, for more than one. I just feel like Chara changed the face of the Bruins. Oh, I he mean, did. Not only like I re, I will never forget there was one game I watched, it was maybe like right when he became captain, and they were playing Chicago, and he got in a fight with somebody I don't know who it was. David Kochi was that the former one? teammate yes. of yeah. yours, yeah. by the way. Yeah, really. I, I mean, Chara just annihilated him, and he hit him once with a right, and you just saw it was like a, a basketball full of blood just exploding. I remember. Into the and Chara actually felt bad and just let go of the guy yeah. after. He was a tough kid too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. We should all do like a a memory of Chara that that we kind of that kind of sticks out. I mean, everyone want you know we'll talk about 2011 or rightfully so. But for me, it was kind of a an a matinee afternoon game against the Florida Panthers. He took a pass out to the point, did like a spinorama, yes. spun yes. it, brought it to his backhand, and went roof daddy over, I don't know, Scott Clemenson or whoever. I was like, holy shit. I was watching it. I was at a bar with my buddy, and we could not believe that he that he did a move like that. It was just, I think daddy, Jack huh? Edwards still talks about that to this day. Yeah, yeah I think he I think he blew his load on that, if he I don't remember did. correctly. He probably <laughs> did. Wouldn't be surprised. I, I know shit. the rest of Bruins Nation sure did. But, I mean. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. I, I, you know, the NHL is, you know, he – was a, I would say, you know, probably one of the toughest players to ever play the game, you know, and just generally a nice guy off the ice. Yeah, kind of a like an intriguing career, right? Like he came into the league and he's a six foot nine, you know, D man that's just thumping guys. Um, you know, he came in as a fighter. I mean, and and he kind of, you watched him kind of evolutionize his game over time and you know i mean i i don't think anyone imagined when he came into the into the league that he was going to be a you know a top two d man that's you know leading the way and and leading his team to a stanley cup but um for me i think uh i want to say it was a st louis series maybe is that the one where he broke his jaw yes yeah that right? was the one where he was all yeah. wired up and comes wired back shut. with the comes back with the fishbowl on and the crowd is just going oh, wow. and that anthem just laser focused you could just literally just feel the building shaking oh. and unfortunately they didn't they didn't uh boys i mean i got to go to the open practice uh before that series started for the cup final against st louis and i went with a buddy of mine packed house for a practice and i'll never forget marshan came out and said something and Chara and Bergeron both said something. Uh, and all three of them was to the effect of, wow, 
I don't think I've ever seen a sold-out practice before. Yeah. This is kind of yeah. cool, and everyone just lost their mind. And you know what's amazing about his story is I was reading an article early today, and one of his quotes was, I wasn't even supposed to make it past juniors. Yeah. Yeah. And look what he just did. Yeah. Stanley Cup champion, six-time All-Star, first ballot Hall of Famer, um, just yeah. an absolute legend of the game. And I don't – I feel like in his mind he's not – he didn't want to be done, you know. Well, I felt that feeling too. Well – if you, I'm sure you, I'm sure we all do, follow like the Bruins pages on social media, and there was a few pictures of like um, you know the players coming in for the open skates stuff like that, and there was one where I think it was Krejci was talking to one of the trainers, and in the background you saw like half a dozen of Chara's sticks, and then all the speculation came out was is Chara going to sign with the Bees for one more year? God, I, I wish, wish he, he did, yeah, and I wish he would, but. Hey, you know what? Hats off to the big man and uh, enjoy retirement. There's nothing more to say about it, boys. I mean, I, I got nothing negative on Shaw. He's always been a stand-up guy, a role model of the game, a role model as far as... Intelligent as hell. like. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could see every time he got into a scrap, he was ready to throw down like his father taught him in that Greco-Roman style wrestling, man. He mm -hmm. was ready to put you in the ground. Not on it, in it. Yep. Yeah. He was, he was certainly... Uh, He's, I mean, you know, he was missed when they let him go. Um, I, I kind of felt like they should have, you know, although I was on social media quite a bit chirping him that, you know, his days were coming to an end. <laughs> but, you know, now in retrospect, you look and it's like, oh, you're looking at their decor right now going. Man, I, I wish I, he was still here. I, I, I think uh, I think we could use a Dan O'Chara on the back end. Right. I feel like that season he spent in Washington was really such a waste. They could have had him. They well, could have stuck him around. I know he wanted to play him more, but, man, he went out and – it was one season, and look what happened. And I mean, they, it was like you didn't even have time to learn the Washington system before you left. The Bruins could have paid him exactly what Washington paid him, too, which I think was right. like 900000 yeah. Yep. And, and he could have, could have given up the C. Berge could have still been captain, and everything yep. could have still been the way it was. And, and if you remember correctly, they got hammered in that Islander series because they literally were starting me and Clancy as the third pair on D. It's true. They went through how many injuries. Jared Tenorti was playing all just – you know, they, they were down to just playing, you know, their eighth, ninth, and tenth guys on the depth chart and yeah. you know. And they could have and they could have used and it's you know, like in every playoff series, right? That it, the physicality in the playoffs just gets magnified times a thousand. So I, I felt in that series against the Islanders that they could have used a you know, a big rough and tough guy that's gonna throw the body around and um, you know, so but it was it's sad to see him go. Um, great career and uh, workhorse and a, just a you know he was a, he was definitely a Boston fan favorite for a lot of people. So absolutely. And last thing I'll say too on Twitter because tw the internet is undefeated. The last player in the NHL yes. to lose to the Toronto Maple Leafs there was are... a Dano Char. There's nobody in the NHL who, who in right now playing who's ever lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup play. <laughs> I absolutely love that. There is Damn. no one, not one player. That is insane. It really doesn't even sound no. right, man. But the best part is uh, actually going to Toronto real quick. I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the case or the promo video for the new NHL 23 coming out. One of these still frames that they show in the pregame coming up has actually got the Toronto Maple Leafs etched on the cup. Oh, boy. I can't even imagine the troll job. I thought EA was pro-Toronto as it was. Do they have an office up there? Yeah. You can tell the game is obviously going to suck and be one star then. 
Wow. Yeah. They 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 I'm they, they really tr- they're trying really hard to make Matthews like the face of which He's he leaving. doesn't want to be the face. He's like he's a leaving. skinny version of Ron Jeremy. Yeah. He's, just, <laughs> he's leaving. I mean, yeah. He's got a rope like Jeremy, though? No, probably not. I don't think many humans do. I don't know. <laughs> that conversation I, went sideways. I don't think. Wow. asking. I mean, you look like the guy. You might as well find out if you're fucking equipped hey, like Hey, dude, if, if if I was him and he's making, how many sheets is he making? I mean, he hasn't cashed oh, in shit. yet. In his big, a lot. But, he, I mean, he's making at least six or seven sheets. Wouldn't you get the salad? Uh, when you do something about that, that that he's, thing is. He's uh, aware. You, you guys seen the? Um, he's making Patrick Liney look like David Hasselhoff, nineteen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys? Wow. Uh, have you seen Mars Blades? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. See the new color he had made. Yeah, well, like, what's like up the with, neon he's, green. He's definitely an interesting cat. Yeah, he's got know. his own style. I mean, he can play, and he's all into awesome. fashion and all that sort of stuff, but. I don't know. They just try really, really hard to just make him the face of the NHL. Maybe, and... maybe they're just trying to, like, I don't know. Toronto just doesn't want him to leave because you know he's freaking leaving. He's so he's going somewhere. Well, speaking of National uh, Retirement Day, we had a couple other big hitters retired. Yeah, uh, we sure did. Drop it local, on us, Gordo. Local boy, Keith Yandel. Oh, Clance, I guess he's not getting that PTO after all, huh? No, no PTO. Um, you know, Keith. Unbelievable career. Um, I think he was a fourth round pick by Arizona. Um, yep, had an unreal career. You know, he was the Canadian Major Junior Demon of the Year in two thousand six. Three time All Star. He had a shitload um, of points. Current holds the current Ironman streak nine hundred eighty nine games. Played a total of eleven hundred nine NHL games. One hundred three goals. Five hundred sixteen assists. Wow. Six hundred nineteen points. He's probably made fucking seventy eighty sheets in his career. Um, but he had one hell of a career and, you know, by far not because he's a local guy, you know, I know his brother Brian pretty well, but by far one of my favorite plays to watch such a great puck moving defenseman. And I don't think there was any other player that loved being on the ice more than Keith Yandel. No, he loved the game loved to play the game. Unreal locker room guy has probably one of the best sense of humans in the world. Yeah. Oh dude, he could do stand up comedy oh, for sure. <laughs> Let's get him in absolutely. here. Absolutely. And well, I mean, he, he, Called his retirement on spitting chicklets. This that morning, so. yeah, that's, like, that's that, unreal. That, like, that says it all, right? That there. right there saying I'm gonna go out my way and my way only. Yeah, Frank Sinatra style. Exactly. But you well, know, again, most importantly, he's a Cushing Penguin for people that don't know out there. Yep. Uh, yep. Cushing I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what's in the water in Cushing, but a lot of great things. A Appar- lot of great things. Um, apparently. But no, I think you know I'm happy for Keith. Great career. Um, you know, now I was listening to the Chicklets episode this morning about when he announced it, and he's just kind of living the life down in Florida now, doing a lot of family stuff. Um, but hats off to him, and but I think in my eyes will go down as one of the top defensemen yeah. to ever play the game, especially one of the best Boston boys to ever be. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no I was going to say. I, I'm. He, I mean, he's only 36. I, I'm. I'm. I want to say I'm a little surprised, but I feel like the NHL is kind of trending in that direction where. You kind of get to that certain age point, and it's, you know, they're 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 looking to go younger and trying to, you know, phase out some of these older guys. But, I mean, I don't know how you would phase out a guy like that. Like good locker room guy, he's he's durable, and he can still play. Um, so that, I was a little shocked at that one. And then right behind him, even today, PK Subban. 
Yeah, there was a shocker for you. PK hangs yeah. him up. They say things happen in threes, but just real quick, too, on, on, on Keith Yandel, I don't think it was any coincidence that the last time the, the Coyotes did anything was because Keith Yandel was on the back end. They're, the best three years they've had probably in the last 20 was him anchoring the back end for those playoff runs in 2010-11. In 2012, they went to the conference final against the Kings, by the way. So just, uh, yeah, just a great career. Um, just a, a stalwart, you know, was on the Rangers team that went to the cup final. So, yeah, just an amazing career and um, definitely one of the best uh, defensemen, best one of the best American defensemen too. Um, and certainly one of the best players that come around or come out around here. So, uh, yeah, Subban, uh, Subban then announced it. I guess who else is going to retire? Anybody? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when's, when's Crosby going next? Uh, but no, yeah, seriously. Crosby's well, not going anywhere. Uh, Curt- uh, Curtis Gabriel retired. I uh, saw that. Oh, Nathan Gerby hung him up too yeah, last week. I saw that. The, uh, forward, the uh, player forward development coach for the National Predators. I got to tell yeah, you, man. Yeah. I like he, that. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you know, Gerby had a great career. He had a lot of injuries. Though. He had, yeah. I think, I want to see the single or double hip surgery, the same surgery that Marshawn just had. Like, yeah. They're roughly around the same age. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's a small player, too. Yeah, for a little guy, he played, you know. He played he, a big He played game. with some jam, dude. He was. I loved watching him at yeah. BC. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say with Boyle. So I just missed him. He was he came in, like, right after I left out of Providence. And uh, so they, they kind of had a double, like, back there, Gianta. And then you, he's gone, and then in comes Gerby, another yep. small, just, you know, amazing player. I mean, Gerby's so. only, what, like, what, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, five, maybe? 5'8". Five, I would five, say nine five with skates on, pushing it, yeah, with right? skates on maybe. And even that, you know, he was always one he of the was a guys. workhorse on and off the ice. Yeah. Oh, I heard, I heard uh, a few stories up at when he was at BC. Like he not a drinker. Like he was, you know, at home, tucked in bed early. Like he was all about it. He wanted to. Yep. You know, he took everything business like so. Um, but yeah, it's it was it's been a crazy day on the retirement front. So it really has. But uh, you know, it's wild. You don't see it normally happen like that, which is. Well, Pretty eye opening, but well, I mean, for, for everything that had to be said about PK, I mean, I said it earlier on air today. As much as you love to hate the guy, for 13 seasons, man, he's kept us chatting about him. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And One he's of, a humanitarian too. He's a good guy. Underneath yeah. all the bravado, you know. Donated when he signed that big ticket with Montreal. Yeah. He donated like 10 million dollars to the Children's, Children's Hospital yeah. Montreal, and you know he, um, you know what it's. It's funny because, I mean, obviously, you know, we've mentioned it on here before um, about, you know, when Jimmy Hayes passed away and all that. And, you know, I never really knew this, but, you know, PK actually had a lot of ties with Boston at a young age when they were like six or seven years old because Jimmy and PK played on that um, Boston Iceman team together. And it were, um, and I was listening to Missing Curfew the other day on the tribute episode that they did for Jimmy. And that was one of the stories I was talking about was, you know, PK and Jimmy playing together on the Boston Iceman and stuff like that. So I never really knew how much ties he had to Boston, you know, that far back in his yeah. young ages, you know. That's hockey, man. It really is. Everybody knows everybody. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's everybody is connected. It's I, a family, you know. man. Yeah, it's a it brotherhood. is. Yeah. And, and he was, I mean, I mean, talk about a hockey family. Like, you know, I mean, he's a player. His brother's a – I think the Bruins kind of gave up on him a little too early, but – He's singing the national anthem for Buffalo now. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it, hey, it's tough being a goalie, man. I mean, usually you don't streak. And there's a third brother. He's a defenseman. He yes. was with Vancouver. Jordan, for a I think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, really good hockey family, and you know, I mean, he played on some of those, you know, Canadian Bruins, uh, you know, games that was 
some blood baths. Epic. And, and I mean, he, dude, he was when he was in his prime. That kid, I mean, he's a, one of the best defensemen yeah, in the league. Yeah, and he's just got cannon a, of a shot. Yeah, how absolute yeah. bomb. Guy works. At, I mean, he's just a you know physically, he's he's a freak and. You know, he's one of my favorite follows on social media. Like, oh, yeah. I, I used to love, especially when the summertime came around and guys are like, you know, they're going to the gym and skating and I'm watching this guy and he just trained like an absolute animal. You know, animal. So he would train like twice a day. Yeah. He'd wake up at like four o'clock, go work out for two hours, rest, go skate, then go back to the gym. Now he's just traveling on yachts with Sully. I think Lindsey Vaughn fucked him up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Probably. I think. Probably. I'll be honest with you. I, I she think made him wear a onesie, and that was that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, you know the when, what the fuck? What the fuck? We're in my house now, okay? Hom, hom, homie the clown over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Homie, don't play that. Yeah, dude. I was gonna say, like, when he got traded from Montreal, I kind of feel like both the Canadians and Subban, it kind of was mutually non-beneficial. Oh yeah, in but my opinion, that's where he belonged was Montreal. But Montreal doesn't really like anybody, so it is what it is. I mean, look what the look at him now. I heard they had hard feelings that when he did that donation, he didn't that, consult with them. He didn't consult with them, and he didn't. He, it wasn't the Montreal Canadiens donation. It was it was PK Subban's donation. And I think that chapped the Molsons the wrong way. And uh, but I, I mean, I, I could see happened, them being petty. I think PK came out and said like. This is my money. This is what I wanted oh, to I do with it. Right. Like, it's none of your business what I do with the and money I you think, give me. I, I think, like, you know, what Meryl was talking about is I think Mon, you know, Montreal took it as a, a slap in the face, also yeah, as, like, did. a little jealousy. Like, oh, shit, why didn't we do that? Instead, exactly. you know, our, the face of our franchise did it. Because Montreal doesn't care about kids. They care about wasting money in a pursuit of a cup they're not going to win. Yeah, and, and they also care Yeah, they care about stupid things, too, about, like, oh, we got to have, uh, you know, our, our head coach has to speak French, and our, our captain needs to learn how to speak French. It's like, give yeah, me a break. Did you hear his quote after that, though, when they asked him if he was going to learn to speak French? No. He goes, uh, nope, no interest. I'm just here to win. I thought that was a faux quote, but no. Oh, you no, really? it was real. Oh, that was real. Yeah. I thought that was a lie too. It was like, there's no way the Long Montreal Canadiens hired a guy like that. No way. I said it's real. <laughs> I just can't believe they didn't give it a Gallagher. But whatever. Who cares about the Canadians? Screw them. Yeah. yeah, they suck. Boo! Um, but you know what? Like, hats off to these three fantastic players on a career, on three great careers. But you know when, you know these older players retire, that makes room for these younger guys, which leads me into, um, you know, the Bruins really. I would say making a name for themselves in the prospect tournament. It looked really nice, didn't it? John Beecher was one. I, they, so they I was, was like one of the top five players in the tournament, as well as Fabian LaSalle. Yep. One thing I actually really liked was I saw a clip where I think it was against New Jersey, and LaSalle was skating towards a bench. He kind of gave a Jersey guy, one of the Jersey guys, like a little shove, and um, Jeremy Lockow came in and just protected yep. LaSalle. That bastard from New Jersey had no chance whatsoever in getting his hands up and got absolutely speed bagged by Jeremy Lockow or whatever his name is. Jakob Locko, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Jaco. It's yeah. Where the fuck did I get Jeremy from? Yeah, it's uh. I don't know. You're, Locko, th you're thinking of Jeremy right? Luzon? Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, but I like so I love lo seeing that because you, you know that's you know what that's one of those things where you love seeing. 
you know, the, yeah, that's your brother that you're on the ice with, that you're battling with day in and day out. You're standing up for him, you know? Yeah, I love to see that. And I love to see, and I hope that carries over into the training camp, which starts in, I think, what, a week and a half, two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think they're done with their uh, prospect challenges now. I saw the yep. post on Twitter. Yeah. Next time it's for real, kids. Yeah. Preseason is upon us. It's a good, you know, it's a good step to see. Like, you see the maturity, like, with the intangibles with, you know, sticking up for teammates, and you also see the great skill. And, hey, you know what? We were rag- we've been ragging on Beecher, and, you know, kind of rightfully so. But, I mean, this is a first step, not only improving us wrong, but actually a first step in his career. If he can end up being something, that's yeah. great on the Bruins. I mean, it's high time that the, some of their prospects start coming through. It's been a freaking, you know, barren, barren cupboard fucking cobwebs and shit up in the prospect pool. So, yeah. well, also, prospect I, cabinet. well, I mean, there's no – I would say there's no better time to be a prospect than right now, right? Where you've got guys hurt, you've got guys out of the lineup for a while. So, you know, for a rookie coming in, this is you got some opportunity here to yeah, to perhaps absolutely. crack the, crack the lineup. Marshan's not even due back till November, for God's sakes. Yeah. No, yeah, he hasn't skated all summer either because well, of the injury. That's the thing. It's like you know they're saying like six months, Marshan will be back, but they haven't come on and said is that six months where Marshan will be back on the ice training and skating, or six months Marshan's back in game shape. I don't see Marshawn playing in a game until January. At least. I mean, it's one thing skating. It's another thing letting it rip on the ice against, uh, you know, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, yeah. you know, their first line. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, You're also right. hoping that there's no setbacks, right? That's so, another thing, too. It's You've got a it's, – it's only September. We've got a long well, way like to Like you said, January. though, it's like a, it's a great time to be a prospect in the Bruins yeah. system right now because, you know, like you make a name for yourself in the prospect games – you go to training camp. If, if you're fortunate enough to make the roster out of training camp, great. You fill you you know, and you make a name for yeah. yourself. And then okay, when McAvoy and Grizzlick and Marsh are healthy again, they're back in the lineup. Yeah, it's gonna suck when you get sent down. But you know what? When someone needs to get called up, you're gonna be that first call up. Yeah. Right. You know? Make you the most the of NHL experience now, and like you said, make the most I w- experience. I went to a. Uh, I went to. A, they did like a preseason game. This is probably back in like 2010, 2011. And uh, I think it was the year Sagan was a rookie, maybe. Yes. So yeah, all all eyes were on him. And then, you know, we're watching the game. I want to say they played the Islanders back-to-back games. And I'm watching this kid, and he's literally just hammering people all over the ice. He fought a few times, absolutely thumped everybody on the ice, Adam McQuaid. Yep. Right? There you go. Kind of a no-name guy that just showed up out of nowhere and fought his way on the team and had a nice little career for himself. So it's, you know, these are the, this is the time now. If you want to you get Kevin a, Miller. Yeah, same. I mean, same he came out of UVM, wasn't free really agent. A, a free agent, undrafted, kind of got a shot and made a hell of a career. I mean, unfortunately, his career got cut short for due to injuries, and yeah. I feel like that's the toughness that you know he was really the last tough guy they had. Yeah, they missed him in the Cup Finals too in 2019. Oh, but really I'll did. tell you, also just league landscape, like you're seeing all these veterans retire because, like I was saying before, that you know all the money is going to the younger kids and it's a young man's it's turning into a young man's game now i can only imagine the median age for a player has probably gone from like 27 28 now to like 25 24 like they're just the rosters are getting turned over because of the cap and just the way the money's going to the younger players so you know they're going to get opportunities i think honestly like these players are just going to keep getting paid more and more because i wouldn't be surprised with the next five to seven years the salary caps up to 100 mil yeah I mean, Hope. speaking of money, Nathan McKinnon's new deal: eight years, a hundred million. He's buying next. Twelve point uh, six million a season 
Flamin' yo, shit. baby. You got paid, baby. That should help the rookie dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. He'll he he'll be picking up a tab for Crosby now in the offseason when they're training together. Yeah. yeah. But hey, good for him. I mean, the guy's been a warrior his whole career, and it's obviously a young career, but Stanley Cup champ, and I think he's just gonna get better and better as each year passes. But holy fuck, that's a lot of money. I I really enjoyed the whole year of jokes with him leading up to this. I mean, now he's a Stanley Cup champion. Now we can all sit back and say, hey, the guy's a winner. It is what it is now. I mean, can you imagine being one of his teammates over the last few years? Him catching you eating sugar of some sort. God help you. God help you. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard he's quite the intense ca- uh, oh, yeah. guy in the locker room. Yeah. 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 But you need that. Yeah. You know? But do you guys think he's the – do you think he's the – the best player in the NHL, though? No. He's no. definitely on top the list. Five. He's up there. Yeah. I'd say he's top five. Yeah. No doubt. Who would you take if you were starting a team tomorrow? Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Connor all McDavid. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> Three in a tic-tac-toe, four in a row. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there, there's nobody relatively close to McDavid. Wait a minute. What, was that, what about that uh, Bedard kid you were talking to us about? McCard. He'll be he'll be there, buddy. Macardo? Is that what he'll be, I was going to say, Macard probably number two. Oh, Macard, that's right. Well, I mean, you got... But he's a whole different position. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's a whole. I would say. Well, I mean, top five plays in the league right now. I look at um, McDavid number one. Yep. Uh, Drysaddle number two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Matthews number three. Yep. Yep. Uh, McKinnon number four. Yep. yep. And Crosby number five. Where do you I th- know Crosby's you know older in his age, but what's he 34, 35 now? Yeah. He's, th- he's still putting up thirty plus goals a season. Dude, they were up three one on the Rangers too. I think right. People yeah. forget that they were. An overtime away from freaking ending, and who knows what the hell happens in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. Kane, Kane, Kane's still kicking around. Yeah, what's right? up with Taves? Where's, where's Taves at? He's, he's, still, he's in still in Chicago. Those yeah. two will be gone by the trade deadline this year. Yeah, yeah. if not imagine. before the yeah. season starts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, my vote is still uh, Anaheim for that guy. But dude, you can imagine him in Anaheim. Well, I mean, him and Zegris just. I don't know what's what's up with the Rangers. They moved that uh, kid today. Yeah, what, right. what's his Sneaky? name? Uh, Lidinsky or Lukinsky or whatever. And they they got they like got, a yeah. first round. They got, they got a couple draft pick, picks for him. Yeah, couple draft picks. I just get, I I want to say it had something to do with like he was a little bitter that he wasn't really getting a shot. Yeah, because he he was I believe a first round pick. Wait, a minute, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah, they signed yeah. they signed someone and then he came out and said, "That's it. I want out. I'm not going to get the playing time I deserve, and I want out." Yeah, I forget who I they mean, picked up, but it was somebody. So I mean, and he went to Dallas, which he's going to step right in, and I think he's a right-hand defenseman. Can we uh, can we address the uh, elephant in the Dallas locker room real quick? Can we talk about what is expected this year out of Jake Ottinger after that performance in the playoffs last year? I mean, he held a lot together for that team. The question is: is is, is the team going to show up for him? Goalies are a precarious position, man. Yeah. We've seen guys come and go. Not not doubting. I think the kid's talented, and I, and I, I don't think he's going to be like Blaine Locker and just fucking disappear and go poof. But, I mean, goalies, it's a little more. I mean, Jim Carrey, we can go down the line. I think the kid's going to have a nice career, but it's a little more volatile position because a lot of it, too, though, still depends on the guys in front of you. It's true. Yeah, yeah. for some weird reason, Dallas is all – I mean – you know, on on paper, and then you watch them play regular season, and you you know, I mean, they've it's had just two they, different teams. Yeah, they've had some teams, and you're like, wow, they, these guys are fucking good. And then they get into the playoffs. I mean, they had that one run. What was that? Three years ago. Yeah, yeah with that Hudobin, yeah, yeah. The COVID I mean, year. But outside of that, I mean, you know, 
they, they're just a, a weird team to kind of follow. Yeah, and um, like, I, I agree with you, Gordo. Like, yeah, on paper, they're legit. Yeah. But Sagan can't stay healthy. Ben can't stay healthy. He's they got don't. a nasty hip injury. I was reading up yeah. on that. Dude, that that's like a career-threatening injury. Yeah. And, like, I thought of Marshan instinctively, and I'm like, Jesus. But, like, they now, you know, they lost Radulov to the – he went back to the cage. Oh, yeah, yep. They got Robinson, who's a stud. Yeah, he wants money. I, I think I think Ottinger. I honestly, I think he's going to step up to the task. To be honest with you, I think he's legit. Hopefully, um, but like Merrill said, a lot of it depends on the guys in front of you. He can yeah. only stop so many pucks. Well, they still have Bishop as well, too, because no. Bishop was Bishop injured. retired. Oh, he, he retired. retired last year. He retired. Oh, wow. I remember him crying at the press conference. Yeah. He definitely yeah. did not want to retire. You talk no, about a guy. Had, he had injuries up the ass too. Like yep. it's, it is uh, what it is. Right. You know the but. The league has changed so drastically in the last five years. Yeah. I mean, you guys remember when off-seasons used to not be so life-altering, and now I feel like every single off-season, it's like it just hit the wheel. Everyone's getting a new team. Yeah. Well, as you guys just said, it's right. The, the league's going younger and younger every single year, and they're kind of phasing out. Some of these guys start getting to that older age, and they start to just phase them out. I mean, I, f- I feel like when I came out of college, like a lot, like the American League, the Coast, there was guys playing. I mean, I feel like they played like minor league. You know, they the might, IHL they, was still around. Yeah, the you, IHL was <laughs> still didn't around. Chelios played like the Chelios and Hatcher played in the IHL. I think that was in the lockout year. Lockout year, okay. Yeah. But they, yeah. I mean, there was guys legit, like you know, there was guys that were dinosaurs that they just couldn't get rid of. But I mean, it's one of those things, right? You know where you're getting in the guy. He's a leader. He's a locker room guy. He's you know been playing pro for 15 years. Do we keep this guy or do we bring in a kid that we don't know what he's going to do? And it seems like now they're, they've got like a different philosophy behind it where it's like we're just going to keep pumping in these young guys and, you know, see how see they, which one they sticks. see who sticks against the uh, the wall. It's like an investment, though. The cap plays a huge role in it. Like it used to be back in the day, you, you would see like teams like hoarding guys, like the Rangers, teams that didn't give a shit about the cap, the Maple Leafs. And then you'd see, like, Bruins. the Bruins trying to bargain basement Paul Coffey fucking on one <laughs> leg at the end of his career, right? So when you look at it now, teams are like, you know, do I want to go with a veteran or do I take a flyer maybe on a kid that's got, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, no money, bring him in, you know, it's a lottery ticket, maybe he develops, maybe he doesn't, and I could save money and I could throw more shekels at that than paying a, a veteran three, four million dollars. And if he doesn't produce, I'm stuck with him and then I got to put him on waivers. So it's yeah. like, but one last thing I wanted to say it Kane to the Kings. That's a team you got to watch out for. I like that. Yeah, Kane, team team that Kane came on NYC baby. Kent Kings you're, you're got convinced on that one. Kings they, got prospects. I most think so. Money available to pay him. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean they had thirty five million dollars available at the trade deadline this year. I could see him wanting Oof. to go to L A though. Yeah, hell yeah. Warm, warm weather. That was a team though. Didn't yeah, they go? The cost se- of living is a lot of money out there though. They went. They went seven, didn't they? I'm pretty sure he's good for money, brother. <laughs> yeah, they went. Se- they went seven with um. Who the hell did they play? Edmonton, right? Didn't they go seven with Edmonton? Who the Kings? Yeah, they lost. Dude, but they got some. They got some young they, studs. That's what I'm saying, dude. See, Jonathan Quick can still play too, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's still he's still quicking around in there. Johnny yeah. Quick is uh, no slouch still to this day. I mean, as expected, as you get older, you're going to have a couple of down seasons. He, I really think he's due for a bounce back season. Honestly, Grand greatest beer league save I've ever seen in my life. Quick. Which one? Uh, playing. We we're playing in Quincy, and uh, like a bunch of like college guys and pro guys. Someone came down the someone came down the wall, stepped over the blue line, ripped a shot. 
He literally took his glove. He like turned around in the net like backwards. I don't know if he was half in the wrapper or what, but it was the most <laughs> unbelievable save ever. He did go to UMass Amherst. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking good goalie, though. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, and he played unbelievable in that playoffs. And he's year. another one that bat- has battled injuries. Yeah. You know, not, you know, I would say from the last few seasons, he's been more injury prone. But hell, when he gets back in between the pipes, though, you would never know that he was injured. I don't know how. And you know? I don't know. Like, goalies is such a. Being a goalie right now is such a weird position. Like,. I feel like a lot of the younger guys coming up, like injury prone, like right away, like, you know, they start to get to that just out of college and, you know, start their pro career. And then it's, you know, the hips. And I don't know if it's like a, the butterfly thing, even the players now it's like hip, 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 mm-hmm. hip. Every, all these guys oh, are yeah. uh, ended Tuka's career, but I mean, quick as a fucking athlete though. That dude is yeah. built like a fucking yeah. brick shit house. Yeah, but there's not too many goalies that are, athletes no not like yeah, that no. you're only gonna no, catch no. a tim thomas every now and again yeah, baby. you know and that's oh, i wish he would come out of retirement uh, I, would t- uh, I would i would put him in my lineup right now you know one of my biggest brewin regrets of all time on his behalf was just the way it ended with timmy i mean i really i know he went political he went crazy and it just alienated him from everything but like Man, he really could have been the greatest goaltender in Boston Bruins history. Isn't he, like, living in the mountains in Colorado yeah, or something? that's what I'm yeah. saying. If he didn't just be, like, complete crazy person in the woods, I mean, that's what he did. And that, I respect like a few that. years that's ago where he, I don't know, like, what – maybe it was, like, the anniversary of, like, the winning cup or whatever like that, and, like, he, Thomas met the team at, like, an away game or something like that, and it was, like, the first time any of, like, the – like, Chara and Bergeron have, like, seen Good him and talked to him in, like, yeah. years. Yeah, crazy. He's definitely a weird cat, but he's a goalie. I, yeah, I mean, dude, I remember he, dude, he remember some of the games he would just like fucking, you know, skate out of the net, <laughs> all sorts of dumb shit. Like I remember he went after Ste- uh, Sean Avery. Avery. Oh yeah, best yep. night of my one. life. We're going to commercial break, and all of a sudden you just see Tim Thomas bolt toward Avery. Goes to commercial. But even that season, oh they my won, god, even that season they won the cup. Though I mean, he was an animal. That whole preseason, or, I'm sorry, that regular season. It was the same shit. Like, you know, he'd play great for a couple games, and then he'd play, like, absolute dog shit for a couple games. And then whatever happened in that, that playoff run, he just, like, was on, it a, on, he just was on a different level yeah. in the zone. A total heater, like we've never seen. But I, he did an interview recently, and he said he had, towards the end of his career, like, at the end of the Bruins 2012 season, then we took that year off and came back. He had like bad concussion problems. Yeah, so he I had think, some serious head issues. So I well, think that yeah. kind of contributed to the. Uh, I mean, you know, to to kind of switch gears here. Speaking of you know head injuries and concussions, um, the kid from Vegas Golden Knights, Nolan Patrick. Yeah. You know he was a number two overall pick back in 2017, uh, with a you know, un un you know. Sky was a limit for this kid. Even had you know migraine and head issues in juniors, and I think he was drafted by Philly, yes, number two overall, and hasn't he's been you know battling injuries left and right. They came out the other day and said that he's most likely going to miss the entire season, um, which is sad. I mean, I think he's only what you got to pull up there, Merrill, right? How old is he? Twenty four years old. Oh, he's, 20, a, he's a baby. Twenty four yeah. years old. The sky was a limit for this kid, and he, he unfortunately, you know, with. Again, you, you can't fuck around with your brain, you know? Definitely not. Um, I think the only guy that I've ever seen really kind of do it the right way as far as it comes to, like, concussion stuff was Crosby. And I know he caught a lot of heat back when he was, you know, in his early days. Oh, but, but I, look at him. He's still playing. I remember, like, one of his very first, like, or, you know, 
And when he first came came into the league, and I I, I want to say he got a concussion, you know, because he was on the smaller side. And when he came into the league, it was still kind of like the land of the giants a little bit. Um, but I remember him sitting out for like a good like couple months at least, yeah. um, and like kind of refused not to, you know, until he felt like he was ready to go, which you know. Back in our day when we played, as you guys know, you know, that was like a – you got hit and get up, you know. Yeah, yeah. And if you, you, know, you got dinged. You can't get back in there. Your belt. I mean, coming from, you know, I'm saying this from a – you know, I've, I still battle with a bunch of stuff personally with the head issue stuff and, um, you know, it's it sucks when you – it's even like my kids now playing. It's, you know, it's kind of like a – do I really want them to play? I don't know. I, you know, I oh, want them absolutely. to. I want to. I want them to. Like they're trying. They're playing everything right now. It's like football and baseball, and you know, they're trying every sport. Um, you know, whether or not they'll play hockey long term, I don't know. But it's like one of those things that I've always kind of had in the back of my head. Like you're at, scared at, on his behalf. I mean, it, yeah, it, it ended at some my point. college career. I mean, yeah, my freshman year, I you know, I, I was not you know. I was a great locker room guy, good DJ. Um, but you know, I battled hard every Kept day. Kept the drinks cold. Exactly. Just say good DJ. What, what was your go-to song? <sighs> we were big Eminem guys in college. Really? Yeah, big big Eminem guys. Yeah. Jay Z, mid two thousand country this in is there gonna too. Be bad, but I want to say like in some of my college years, some of the guys were like big Backstreet Boys like fans. Oh yeah, I, I don't get it, but. But was, like I you play that after a win though. Yeah, no, but just no? all the time partying afterwards. It oh, would just seemed yeah. like I don't know, maybe just singing it, you know, belting out the tunes at the fucking hockey house after a nice win. Oh yeah, on a Friday night, you can't beat it. Yeah, it's true. But like you know, my freshman year, I didn't play a lot. I, I you know took my training more serious after that. Stepped in as a sophomore, started every game up until I remember. And I'll never forget we played in Johnson and Wales, and I got absolutely the guy had he had to been Gordo size. Just absolutely bundied me, mutant to the point when I tell you, like my, and I don't remember any. I, everything I'm saying is from my roommate in college telling me, who was my D partner at the time. He goes, Clance, the back of your head hit the ice before any other part of your body. Yeah, oh, that's not good. Gross. And I, I missed the entire rest of the season, and then junior year, in and out, just couldn't stay healthy. And finally, my senior year, I was like, Is this? It's not worth it right now. Yeah, nah. you know, you can't. You can't fuck with the head, and yeah. you know I, I'm on the same page as you. I, I got three little boys, and my oldest boy loves loves hockey, loves it. Wants to, he's he'll tell you right. I want to be a Boston Bruin when I grow up. He loves hockey, loves baseball, loves golf. But I mean, again, kids terrifying. Stick, yeah, stick it's with, it's, you know, it's a it's definitely like a you know. And these kids nowadays, you've seen it go to the guys that you train and stuff. They're all just getting bigger, faster, and stronger. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the the I feel like the league has maybe gone downsized a little bit, but still, like, there's some big dudes still playing. Look at know. the kid, the, the prospect kid. for Detroit. Yeah, he's six, six eight. foot eight, two hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah, that's a big boy, and he's only nineteen years old. He just has to run into somebody. And, yeah, and who is that Montreal first round pick, eighteen years old, two hundred and thirty seven yeah. pounds? That, that Maverick Lamoureux. That, his his mother is in the burned into my fucking brain. That was the one that made out at the end of the first round, right? Oh, no, the, that kid was from Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, we're you're talking about the kid's parents. Montreal. Like, that, uh, he was from the Quebec League. Okay, so, yeah. the kid yeah. whose parents were like, pretty much were having like, a fucking Yeah, they were, they the were making another kid. Yeah. I can't. Don't mind me. That's what was happening, folks. I mean, no offense. Did you see her, though? Wouldn't you? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good for hey, I mean, no good doubt. For no doubt. You know that her husband had his way with her that hotel room that night. No, it was the. Uh, that son asked for his own separate room after that. He, Clance is talking about the Slovak kid first overall. Oh, Slavkowski, yeah. Yeah. Slavkowski. And that kid is a beast. Did you see him in the game against beast. um Buffalo he's, in the prospect show? No. <laughs> he's huge. He's coming down, full Dude. tilt, comes across the middle. The, the um, Buffalo defenseman goes a step up and lay him out, and he just stopped the Buffalo defenseman in his tracks yeah. to the point where the guy keeled over. And then I think they ended up fighting after that, right? Something like or that. Somebody yeah. fought him. He broke, did you see him in the combine? He fucking broke the bike. He broke the bike. He broke the bike. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. He's, he's the a, train was coming, man. <laughs> the, he's That kid's a beast. So that there are still, it's still, obviously, it's still a physical game. And, you know, like I've, I've talked to parents in the past and they're like, you know, Hey, my kids had a, you know two or three concussions, and I've actually had a couple of dads pull their kid out of hockey. Um, you know, just preserving the brain, right? So that's right. Preserve the brain. We try. Stick I mean, with golf, boys. Stick yeah. with golf. I mean, you know, I was the same thing when I was a kid. Like all I wanted to do was play hockey and hockey, 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 and hockey. Who said um, hockey? Hockey. Well, I mean, growing up, like I was hockey and baseball. Yeah. And I will, you know, to this day, my father will say it till the day he dies. And I believe, like, I agree with him. I was a thousand times percent a much better baseball player than I was hockey. I had more baseball offers than I did hockey offers. And, but I just, I, my heart and my passion was with hockey. Yeah. You know, um, I, mean, I look back and I'm like, it is a great sport. Probably should have listened to what that. What position did well, you back play then, baseball? You know, um, so I, I've actually, you know, Growing, growing up, I had a lot of um, orthopedic issues with my right arm. So to me, be able to play baseball again, I had to learn to become a lefty. Wow. So when I was a righty, before I started breaking my arm, I was a shortstop. That wasn't a oh. beer can, by the way. That was a, uh... <laughs> Tonight's Causeway Kings proudly brought to you by Aha! Sparkling Water. We got our lime watermelon. We got the uh, pineapple passion fruit. What's that caffeinated? That's what I'm going with. Did I just get cut off for a fucking free promo of a you, goddamn you did. salsa water? I believe did. so. Well, I didn't well, want anybody to think I was cracking a beer. So Jesus. I had to back him up a little bit, Clance. But no. Dude, he was shortstop. talking about serious shit, uh, about his arm and stuff. And his it's true. His no, no. Fuck and that, guys. I'm dropping the mic. I'm out. You still have great hands. What the fuck I are you do. worried about? You're dropping the I mic do. and the soap. No, so long story short, for me to be able to play baseball or any sport again, I had to learn to become a lefty. So when I switched to becoming a lefty for baseball, I was a center fielder and relief pitcher. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and See, I had uh, and you threw of, lefty? Yeah. I had, to, I had to learn how to throw that's lefty. Are you shitting Dude, me? Nope. That's Dude, I, crazy. Can't, I can't even accurately throw anything with my took left me, arm. Took me behold. three years. No. And you know, and the, you know what's funny is like I, you know, and this is a trait that I I grew up, you know, learning from my father who was a military guy. Like, someone tells me no, like I use that as fuel to keep myself going. And you know, the the arm issue that I had at a young age, you know, I had a, a fibrous dysplasia cyst in my right humerus Ooh. bone that I broke it four times, had four surgeries. The final surgery, they sawed bone from both of my hips, took cadaver bone, and basically restructured my humerus. Had to cut out half my bicep muscle. And I was 11 years old when I had that surgery. Jesus. Yikes, and bro. I'll never forget. <clears throat> I went for my one of my pro, post-op surg- um, appointments. I said to the doctor, I'm like, when can I play sports again? He's like, what? He's like, <laughs> son, he's like, you're, you're done. You're done. And I'm like, no, like, what, what do I have to do? And the doctor looked at my father. My father goes, I'm not going to tell my son he can't do what he wants to do. He said, the only thing you could do, and he goes, I've never seen it. He said, you'd have to learn to become a lefty. 
Well, I said, okay. That's impressive. So wow, we um, Clance became and, and I, so I couldn't I couldn't use my arm for six months because it was strapped to my body, and the only time I could un- have it unstrapped was whether it was PT or taking a shower or something like that. But what I did was my father went out and bought like three dozen softballs, and I learned to like grip and hold. And every day, rain or shine, I went out in my backyard and I just learned to throw lefty and go to my sister's softball games. My dad and I would just play catch, and I would just did everything I could to learn how to throw lefty. I learned wow. how to run to light, uh, right lefty, all that stuff. And to this day, obviously, you can still do either or. or? Oh, if I try to do anything, like, I actually have a fear of like trying to throw or do anything like strenuous with my right arm. Oh. But like, if I try to write right right now, it would look like my four-year-old was writing. So it's almost like you transferred the knowledge exactly, from one yeah. arm to the other. And back but when I was in prep school, I had four baseball scholarship offers. Wow. And I, did, I turned them all down because I wanted to go play hockey. Jesus. Regret every minute. That's amazing. Of it. Dude, that's crazy, man. <laughs> I actually received an award in high school. That's like Navy SEAL wow. shit. Um, yeah, there was, I, what the hell was it called? The Stephen J. Matheny Award in um, high school. My senior year, I received it. Um, basically, it's like a perseverance award, like overcoming obstacles to still be able to do what you want to do. And I received a, you know, an award and a scholarship check and all that stuff. And I guess you could say I kind of came in second because the senior go the goalie that it came, you know, really took first place had a kidney transplant, so I couldn't really top that. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know? A, a surgical kidney transplant, I can understand that takes a lot from the inside out. But you know but what? It was just like to me, it was just more of like. I didn't, you know, I didn't really care about that. It was just like I got to do what I wanted to do, and that was play hockey. Oh yeah, you know, that's what's that's, important, man. That was I got a there's a, I got a book, I got, I got it at the house. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it was about a Navy SEAL guy, got blown up in a, with his platoon, lost, uh, so whatever his good eye was to shoot, sniper, yeah. uh, it, I think it got shrapnel or something, and you know, I mean, it was just amazing that the guy lived. Right. His whole Initially, platoon, his whole platoon got killed, blown Holy up. Shit. They told him he would never, he couldn't be a Navy SEAL anymore because he couldn't shoot. And s- same thing, they told him like, well, the, really, the only way you could do it is if you learn how to shoot the other way. Fucking guy was like taping a gun to his arm yep. for like a year, did the re- research, and they were like, okay. And he's wow. like, a, he was like, a, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, but he's like a legend, like Navy SEAL guy, and I'm like. How the fuck do people like that? Like, that's an amazing story. Yeah, mind over matter, man. The you, mind is powerful. You're the winner of the holy shit he actually did it award. You know, it's it's. It, I like I said, I use it as someone tells me no. I use it as motivation. Yeah. You know, and I I carry that. I, I try to instill that in my my kids too. Like, you know, my kids are probably gonna end up with my medical d- defects, which sucks. But hey, you know what? They'll learn to get over it and. Deal with it and do what they want to do to love. And like you were just you know? saying, you know, you teach that to your own kids, but I'm sure those same life lessons, Clance, you've also passed those on to your players and anyone Absolutely. else that you have had the opportunity to coach. I, I, I always, anything I try to, like the hard work and the work ethics I teach on the ice, I try to get them to understand that you got to carry that over into everyday life. You know, it, when you get a job, like you can't just work when you feel like working. Like you have to work and, you know, do the best you can and everything you can and, you know, be diligent on time and be, you know, you know, prompt, be, be organized, be hardworking. You know, I always tell them act like a sponge, you know, try to learn as much as you can from the game of hockey. When you start your career after college and all that, be like a sponge, learn as much as you can from your coworkers, from your boss, whatever you can do to better yourself, to make you, you know, that much more effective, do it. 
You have you know? to. Yep, no doubt. And Gordo, I'm sure you could uh, reflect the same. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, at this at this stage of the game and my coaching life, it's, you know, it's more like life lesson stuff. Yep. Right? I'm like, and I'm doing the little guys right now, which is like, that's a different wheelhouse for me. But, you know, that's the I tell them all, I'm like, listen, this is not school. I'm not your teacher. I'm not your mom and dad. We, I have a different set of expectations that, you know, when you show up to the rink, this is what I expect. And, you know, and I'm going to be tough. But, you know, hopefully later on in life, whether you leave me, if you can handle me as a coach <laughs> later on, it'll be a breeze kid that's and, it best advice yeah i mean it's and it's you know i mean i'm i'm seeing it right now and i don't i'm clance i'm sure you're, you're you go through this quite a bit at the high school level you know i've got parents calling me and i've got guys reaching out to me and it's like hey you know like i got i didn't play last night and um you know i got i got scratched and i'm like well because you're a rookie and it's your first year junior and the, no. co- the coaches got guys that are, were with him last year that he needs to get them into college and mm-hmm. you know you've got time and these kids now they just they when adversity comes knocking they just not all of them but a lot of them have a hard time dealing with it you know where I feel like back in our day it was just kind of like that was an expected thing man you just you went to the rink your dad told you to work hard shut your mouth and and take your what, lumps and yeah yep. take your lumps and do what the coach tells That's you to right do. work harder if you're not happy with it yeah well you know everybody you go i mean like i said i'm not in like you guys as far as being a hockey you know the uh the ranks you guys went to but just you know 20,000 feet everyone's like you know their parents are telling them oh you're great you're great you're great you should be you know you should be starting. You should be on the first line. You should be on the power play, and you know they they don't they they just get that fed to them at home, yep. and they have a huge head coming through the door, and it's like yeah. just a clash sometimes. Yeah. I can only imagine. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of that is coming from mom and dad at home. I can't so. tell you how many times I would be talking to a kid, and they would look at me like, "Well, my father said." I'm like, father. "My father's <laughs> not my your father's not your coach, pal. That that's not how it works." Like. And, I mean, I have – I mean, you know, for me as a coach, one of the most satisfying things is when there, I will get, like, a random text message from a kid. Um, it happened this year with a few of the seniors that graduated from Braintree High. You know, after they graduated and after, you know, their last game of the season when they lost to St. John's Prep, sent me a text message saying, Coach, playing for you for the two years taught me more about life goals and life-changing work ethics than than anything like i can't they, they're like i am not who i am if it was not for you teaching me those extra little things outside of hockey you know and like to me that's the satisfying part of coaching and i got that from my father my father's a military guy th- one of 13 same my dad was a marine i mean to this day i think my dad still hates me for not going into the military <laughs> you know like, same for any veteran <laughs> yep i was gonna say Gordo, that he's like juniors. What the hell is that? You know, like yeah. well, I could I could go play in Canada in juniors, Dad. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've told we you do a lot of things. I told you guys that like before, like you know, when I was coming through, my parents didn't know shit about shit. Yep. And it was you know, I, I want to play major junior. My dad's like, what the fuck is major junior? Like, <laughs> no, no, you're going to college, and um, no, not what I wanted to do, but. I guess it all worked out in the end. No, so. ab- absolutely. You know, 
I was just going to say, Clance, to what you were saying, like that's what we were talking that earlier. That's what makes it all worth it, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember th- this past season going to watch um, the Braintree Varsity play Weymouth Varsity at the the uh, Weymouth rink, and I was walking out with um, a few of the Braintree parents who I coached their son, God, it had been five years ago, and was walking with the mother, and she's like, you know, to this day, Steven still talks about the impact you had on his life coaching him for two years. And I'm like, I go, I'm like, that That's means awesome. that means the world to me. Right. And she's like, you know, he's in the electrician junior now and the work ethic you taught him, he brings that every day. And, you know, that she's like, I, every, he brags about you to people that have no idea who you are. That's a and good not feeling. To, yeah, it's amazing. The, the world needs more of that, honestly. Not to, you know, it, that's what it really does. Like, pe- people making a difference in people's lives like that because it, it makes a mark forever. Now, that, that kid is going to be a productive human being for the rest of his life. You are a part of molding that kid. You know what's funny is, like, when I see kids, like, I've coached, like, you know, five, six, seven years ago, and they still call me coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's like, so weird. I still but that's yeah. respect. I had man. one kid that's call respect. me Mr. Clancy. I go, what the fuck? Never again. talking about my dad. I said, my dad's not here. <laughs> you know what's funny is because my father always did that. Like, you know, my grandfather, um, everybody go, oh, hey, Mr. Clancy. Like, my father's not here. <laughs> yeah, my father's not here. I'm like, Dad, like, they're just being, nope, my father's not here. Call me John. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okie dokie, bud. You know. <laughs> but that's such a sign of respect when someone does that. You know, they met you as coach, and whether they were 5, 20, doesn't matter. Here we are years later, and that respect still stands. And that's something that not a lot of kids will retain in their, their life, in their studies, and generally in sports. No. I mean, they were able to apply those things that they learned to the rest of their life. And that's really what sports and hockey is all about. And, folks, you are listening to Causeway Kings here on the WMEX Podcast Network. And the reason we're talking about life is because hockey is life. You can't have life without hockey, and you simply can't make either one of them work without the other. Well, you can't have life without family, and that's you know, that's what hockey is. Hockey's a giant family. That's it. You know, it's a 100%. brotherhood of long, you know, all my best friends I met playing hockey. Most of all, you my know, friends. That's what time. it is. It's a huge yeah. brotherhood, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, I'll say this too: the the co coach thing, call you know, even years after they've gone by, that's a sign of respect, and that means that's saying, hey, you made an impact on my life, and I respect you for that. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a compliment as much as anything. Yeah, those those are the bet. Like getting those letter, like when guys message me and coach, you can know, I get a letter of recommendation? I, on I actually had a kid not too long ago. Um, He's playing club hockey at Babson, still playing, and absolutely is having a blast, loves it. I coached him, like, middle school, like, Severian. And he's like, he's like, I was home for the, you know, the holidays and just sitting at the table, and we were just chit-chatting about hockey. And he's like, and I, my dad brought up your name, and we kind of, you know, had a brief conversation and just said, you know, that was, like, the couple years that you coached me. It was, like, a couple of the funnest years that I ever had playing, and you taught me so much. And it kind of, like, even though I didn't pan out to be the player that I wanted to be, I, you know, you always talked about just keep playing until you can't play anymore, and if you're passionate about it, keep doing it. And, you know, and he's like, that's kind of why I'm, I'm still going. So. Yep. Getting those sort of messages from kids is it's it's awesome and I don't know if you're not coaching to be a mentor or to like pass on you know life knowledge to these guys and girls then I don't really know why you're doing it so that's it absolutely it's absolutely it 
Boys, anything else we want to touch on before we um, wrap up the initial you know, just live? Just circling here? back into the NHL talk, you know, from the therapy session that we just had, which was um, very needed. Which was, you know, th- this was the first ep- first session is free. Um, good. You, <laughs> um, Tony wear, Soprano with Dr. Melfi over here. But for let's, Christ's sakes. Wear, let's wear, wear your helmet. Twenty bucks. Wear your mouth guard. Uh, but let's talk about. <laughs> the fucking Winnipeg Jets stripping Blake Wheeler of the captaincy. Ooh, yeah, that's got a you know, stick old Blakey Blake. I, I, I'm, I've read a few articles where they're saying that it's, you know, they got a whole new coaching staff and they, they're starting fresh and they don't want any captains or assistant captains or anything like that. I personally think that that's bullshit. I mean, Blake Wheeler has been the captain of the team since he got there. And I don't know. I'm curious. What's, what do you guys think and what do you think is going through Wheeler's head right now? Yeah, like he was with them. He was an Atlanta fucking thrasher mm-hmm. before, and he was with them when they moved up ten years ago. I, I mean, I know that they've been dribs and drabs about how like there's some dysfunction up there, but that's just a huge sign of disrespect. It kind of similar to me to what San Jose did with Joe Thornton, but you know, Gordo, I wanted to get your thoughts on this too, just as a guy who you know too has played high level hockey and just maybe what guys are thinking like. Ten years with the one organization captain, and you just get stripped. But all don't forget, I was all having Dustin Brown in uh, L.A. True, yeah, yeah. it's it's a uh, you know, I mean, when you look at captains traditionally, right, in any sport or at any level, it's you know, it's usually has to do with their character. Obviously, they're a high level player, right, in in most cases, and then you know the character part of it, it's like a big and I. I've never read anything. I've never seen anything. I mean, I think he gave a pretty good response to, you know, he's like, hey, it's, you know, it happened, and but I'm not changing who I am, what I'm doing. I'm here. I'm here to win. And I thought he, you know, I, I thought he said all the right things. Um, and, you know. <laughs> Wasn't there some allegations of some hazing in the in the Winnipeg locker room not that long ago? It was him something and about like a, them being mean to Line A? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, do you? I mean, everybody would. I mean, did you see that goat mustache beard combo? I the mean, co- I would have been mean. I to mean, him too. <laughs> yeah. well, he's another like Austin Matthews type, right? He's just they were mean. He's just a different kind of guy, and you know the way he dresses and the way he kind of comes. Did you see him at a skate wearing a fucking hoodie? Yeah, that's unreal. Over his helmet? Yeah. Looked like hoodie? he was like hung over. over his he had, he had a hooded sweatshirt under his gear and had the hood up over his helmet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, and it he was shaved strange. his head. It was, yeah, I sent you I guys that I picture. I mean, if that shit's happening at an NHL practice, then, <laughs> you know. What's going on? All right. Yeah. What's the over under? He hits 50 goals this year with Goudreau feeding him the puck. Dude, the kid's a, he's a phenomenal talent. But yeah. He's a fucking monster. And yep. he can, he's, I mean, does everything well, skates well, puck handle. Uh, he's got an absolute missile. missile for a shot. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's up there with Ovechkin the with the one timer on the uh, half. Yeah, that, that kid can play, but you know, he's obviously he's like a different type of guy, right? So he's a big video gamer. Yeah. So Blake Wheeler doesn't strike me as a bully, a bully or a video no. game type of guy, which is fine. Every no. guy, every yeah. guy in the locker room is going to be. You're, I'm yeah. lucky if I can spell video game. I don't know. I, I mean, not that I I can't really speak on it too much because I didn't spend I didn't spend that I'm much time. <laughs> I didn't spend that much time up at the pro level, but you know, college was it was competitive, like in house, right? Like not all the guys liked each other, and you know. But at the end of the day, you know, we won some games. You go out, have a couple beers with the guys, and like have fun, enjoy college with each other. But then you get to the pro level, and it's definitely like when you go into the locker room, like you know, it's kind of clicky and. Mm-hmm. 
you know, guys are on one ways and two ways, and you know, I didn't obviously play trying at the to get NA. three ways. Yeah, they're trying to get three ways. True, <laughs> that's every day in college. Um, yeah. But it's it's definitely like a different, you know, it's. Was yeah. helmet boxing big back in your day at Providence? Any any helmet boxing? No, we didn't. Uh, so my college career was during the uh, the. I don't know if you guys remember the whole Vermont incident. He was like a third string goalie. Elephant walks were involved. Some other stuff came out. It was not a good situation. Oh damn! And I, what? I, I want to say it was probably like my sophomore year at Providence. So, so everybody was on their best behavior. Oh, after so that. involved we, a goalie we, and an elephant. That's all we, we, gotta say. we Yeah. So we we got the uh, yeah, and I won't go into detail what an elephant walk is. But Google I'm sure, it. I'm sure you can put two and two together. Uh, but I do I do remember uh, our coach pulling us all after practice being like if i hear any shit about a rookie party <laughs> you guys are fucking in big trouble so um and i i want to say the rest of the my years at my my freshman year fucking gong show mm-hmm. uh don't remember much um and at the time i had i had a uh i had my flipper because i lost all my teeth and i lost my flipper and the bushes somewhere and had to call my dad and tell him i needed to come home and because I, I lost my teeth, and uh, he said, uh, yep, no thanks. He said, I'll see you, <laughs> you know, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. So I had to walk around, like, my first two and a half months of college oh, no. as a freshman with no teeth in my mouth. How'd that go with the ladies? Um, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It was a good party. Good party. Good icebreaker. Yeah. Absolutely. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my flipper was. Do you want to see my teeth? No, yeah. good, because I can't see yeah. either. Oh, no. <laughs> Easy access you for do, uh, action. There you, you go. You, you do the, old, uh, you do the uh, young, oh you the young blood move, right? <laughs> what, a, what a great movie. The most underrated. I mean, everyone loves Slapshot. I'm hands down. Young, uh, oh, young blood, young blood all dude. day, man. Aging Doctor Sutton. That was one of the greatest movies. Is that Keanu the one with Swayze Reeves. in it? Was yes. he in that one? Yep. Swayze, yeah. Keanu Reeves, Mustangs. Rob Lowe. I mean, that movie was top notch, man. Oh my god! I remember the red and white jerseys. Yeah. It's all that, you needed. Yeah, that was a good. You know, I was the only. I think I was the only guy on my team that didn't have real teeth so that was a nice little party trick at uh, at the bar just <laughs> drop my uh my flipper into some unsuspecting woman's drink <laughs> and she starts drinking it and there's my teeth and oh, everyone everyone's God, having, having a good laugh better than a quaalude that's true <laughs> You know what I want? <laughs> speaking of quaaludes, <laughs> well, no. no, no, no. Speaking of quaaludes, you know yeah, what no, I watched? By the way, speaking of which. You know what I watched today? It's just, it's just a fucking Fuck, great dude. movie. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Yes. I cannot get enough of that movie. Oh, that's a great movie. Always I cannot get enough kids. of that movie. No. I, it's just All-timer. amazing. Sell well, me this pen. I, wa- I, watched, I watched Game <laughs> of Thrones last night. So, uh, No, yeah. sorry. Not Game of Thrones. House of Dragons. I see. You're still I, trying I, to push this. I was going to say that. something about Blake Wheeler, but that was like ten Episode minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Wheeler would be perfect on that show. I would love to get Blake Wheeler on Causeway Kings. We I, should. We should try. I, I think just, we should try. I will slide <laughs> into his DMs. But you, you came should. up as a Bruin. That's probably why he, he came up in a completely different era. I don't know what happened to it, guys. But at one point, uh, back in the day, when Phil Kessel and Blake Wheeler were both on the Boston Bruins team as young kids in their first season with, because they did, they had two or three seasons yeah, before they ended up getting traded away and separated, but I had one piece of paper with both of their autographs on it. 
I have no idea to this day what happened to it, but one piece of paper with both of their autographs and their numbers on it. Well, here's the question. Did the, did the paper have lines on it, or was it like a blank piece of paper? It was a blank piece of paper. Was it their jersey numbers or their phone numbers? Jerseys. Oh. Yeah. I won't tell you who got the uh, autograph from it, but somebody that had access to the box. Truth be told, I can't tell you because I don't remember. Someone who <laughs> also who probably had bigger breasts than you. Probably, yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not winning any wet T-shirt contests anytime soon, boys. <laughs> Mer- Merrill's getting us marked rated. Uh, rated. Yeah, R. right. Way to oh, go, Merrill. Great. It's a family program. Quaalude, I was actually. Brass, I was listening to Chicklets on the way down here, and they were talking about Kessel. Um, Terrible. Where this past season, he only had like like seven or eight goals in Arizona. What do you guys? You think he gets twenty plus goals this year? Depends on if they had back. Keith Yandel on. He's predicting twenty eight. Uh, well, I Ooh. think we. I think we brought it up last week. Uh, and I think we, I think, did we come up with 30, I want to say? I think it was I think it was, in 20, that ballpark. I think it was 25 or 30. I don't know. I, I was we like one or two edibles deep last It episode. was dependent really? on yeah. if you found uh, a good hot dog stand nearby. <laughs> I mean, as long as he gets power it. play time and, you know, he's playing Dude. with top six, he should I be. Michael feed him a one-timer? His, yeah. In his sleep, I would think. And, but I mean. Are you think they're going to play him with Eichel? On the power play? Well, yeah. Maybe, yeah, on the power play, yeah. I don't know. I, if they can get him away from the crap stable. I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to go 25 <laughs> over. Guys, I'm going to give him. Mm. Yin uh. said 28. I, I was going to say like between 22 and 27. Damn. Okay. Even though like Cassie's a defensive-minded coach, their goaltending situation, which is basically a shooter-tutor, I think, right now, um, they're going to have to score goals, so I think he's going to get opportunities. So I, I would put it at high 20s, 30s. I'd say about that, too, 2025. That's what I'm saying. Well, speaking of happy National Retirement Day, there's there's one guy that didn't retire, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but Joe Thornton. And oh, he's right. Joe, <laughs> rumors is Joe that he might get Thornton. signed with San Jose. Joe Thornton and his beard. Well, I mean, come back to Boston, just baby. Just ripping the come, kettlebell? Come back to Boston. With all the yeah, yoga rip, pants? His beard's just flapping in the wind his beard at the was gym, do, His beard dude. was doing more kettlebell swings than the fucking kettlebell. That guy, he's a fucking beauty. I love him. I wish I wish the Bruins. I I would too, man. I'd take Jumbo back in a heartbeat. Come on back. Come man. back Fourth to line right there. Jumbo, come back. Come back to Boston. Let the beard rock around for one season. It'd be God. like a, it'd be like a Yager situation. I was gonna, oh, I was just gonna be, say I'm, we gave Yager a shot. Bring Jumbo back. Come dude, on, man. Yager, his one year at Boston, he was fucking good. People forget that game three, like overtime, that went like four overtimes against Pittsburgh. He lifted Malkin's stick that led to that goal. Like he was, he was really good. He was also a little snake bitten that that season when yeah, he came like 10 in. He just he, he had like a ton of opportunities. Yep. He just for whatever reason had a really hard time burying, and I just yeah, I don't know. It didn't work. I was back. playing with Rich, winning the cup. He was playing with back. Rich Peverly. I'm sorry, that's probably why. Yeah. Why? I mean, they had a play in on the third line with like fucking Campbell and Kelly. Mira Schlaf, you imagine Shatan. your fourth line, Joe Thornton, Yarme Yaga, and then just bring in like whoever, anyone yeah, you want, some rando, Chris Wagner, Glenn yeah. Mel, uh, Glenn Mar- <laughs> absolutely, get Glenn, 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 Glenn Murray, Walpole Wags, <laughs> Wagner, Wagner in between uh, Jumbo and uh, and Yags. That would be a oh good. I actually saw Wags uh, last week. I didn't Feeding talk to myself. Him, for fun. I played in a uh, member guest tournament up at Walsh and Golf Club in Milton, where he's a member. Must and, be uh, nice. Eh, well, you know, I got friends in high places. Yeah. I mean, fuck it, I ain't never, unless I hit the lottery, I'm never affording that I place. I fuck it, I hate that course. 
It's, we, be- it's beautiful, but we won. By the way, just let did you, know. you really? Yeah. Nice. I mean, I played with three guys that. So I'm a 11.2 handicap. Okay. Uh, my one you, of my. Do you play with Rick, uh, Richie? Rick Ricky? Ba- Rick Baker, who's a pl- uh, five handicap. I'm just handicapped. Five golf. Rick, he's like a five or six. His brother Same. Phil was like a two, hmm. and then we played with uh, Phil's buddy Mike O'Brien, um, who is a scratch golfer. Okay. No Rick won the longest drive. The I'm sure he did. Three hundred and like seventy something yards. Jesus Christ! Wow. He, yeah, he's an absolute fucking tank yeah. off the tee. He's a, How he, big is he? Rick's probably six one, two sixty. Yeah. He's not at playing weight right now, but he's no. He was he was at Saints. He played at Sebs with uh. Yeah. He was part of that dynasty team with Boyle Morris. Um, yep. Kenny Roach, uh, Kevin Regan. Yeah, Ricky was Ricky good, was legit, he was man. Good, he was a good player. Um, unreal golfer. But yeah, yeah we, we we took it down. Well, let me phrase that. Those three took it down. I kind of rode, rode the coattails. Yeah. But, they um, took it down. Clans kept the drinks cold. Exactly. It, I'm surprised because that course doesn't really favor the long ball hitters. But well, they're all members there. Oh well, there you go. They're, Rick Rick and Phil and his brother Andy are all members there. His dad's been a member there for fuck as long as I've been alive. Years. Wow. Nice so, track, though. Oh, gorgeous track. Fuck. All the guys. Like Yandel's a member up there. Fane. I wanna, I, I'm want. i going to reach out to Fane see if we get Fane on here. I think we should start a golf podcast. I think we should, Fuck too. yeah. The Causeway Kings golf show. That, that should have been our off-season bit. Rick's I'm actually. Time. I'm so sick of this shit with the Live Tour and the PGA and, like, all these idiots on Twitter. Like, you know. Are you sick of it because you're not getting offered, like, $800 did million? You, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> speaking about the, Sorry, the Live money. Tour, did you guys see Thanks, Bra- Bryson DeChambeau? <laughs> did you guys see that one? No. I, no. Oh, Desch- he, broke, he broke his club or something? No, they they had the they had the gallery roped off. So oh, he, he had the gallery he, roped he, off. He had to, like, hit from where the gallery was, and he had to come back in, obviously, into you know, on the course. And so they lifted the the rope that was roping off the gallery, and someone didn't hold it high enough, so he, he like, bumped it, like, with the side of his head, and he, like, fell down like he was a soccer player Ugh. and started it literally uh, he's like, such a bitch like wow. late, for like 10 minutes man doing this like whiny bitch thing and, one month old is tougher than him i mean it just like the guys that went over to that tour and like you know i'm hey, actually kind of pissed that cam smith went same, over same i love cam smith same. he's a that like 1965 like thin porn stash it's he has going is like and the, <laughs> the joe <laughs> dirt mullet it's unreal yeah Fucking guy's a legend. I love those me- the memes with him. Yes, well, the Joe Dirt ones yes. are unbelievable. But like him, Brooks Kapka, like some just like ugh, some of the guys that went over there are just the live tour the that was at the international like wasn't as big of a hit as I thought it was gonna be. After like day one, they started just like letting people in for free. Yeah, well they're they're posting all this crap like oh look at the gallery and it's like yeah like that that's probably all the people that were at the. The golf course. Yeah. So that was the entire uh, yeah. output for the day. Yeah. yeah, go to a PGA tour and every hole is filled to the gills, right? But I don't know. I, you know, money talks, man. Like they Saudi's got an endless supply of money, and you know, I mean, they can work half the time, basically in layman's terms, work half the time and get paid fucking triple. You know, they don't have to uh, place or you they know, offered Tiger nine hundred million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tiger doesn't need nine hundred million. He's worth like fucking four billion. Yeah. Golf's in like a weird place right now. I love golf. Yeah, but we got the Presidents Cup coming up, baby. Yeah, so that's gonna be. That's when are we all yeah. gonna go out golfing? I don't know. We need to get out soon. We yeah. really should before the season's done. I'm going to Arizona, October 11th to the 15th for uh, Presidents Club for work. You know, pre- 
for you listeners don't know, President's Club, top sales rep, not a big deal. Um, Rick, Rick, no big deal. Rick Baker is actually my plus one. Cause, really? Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, I would much rather take my wife. Um, no offense, Richard. I love you to death, buddy. But obviously, you know, we just had the baby and yeah. it'd be hard to get a sitter to come stay at the house for, you know, four nights, five days. Um, so Rick's uh, coming as my plus one and we're probably going to golf eight, the 36 holes a day. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Life. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> That's the way to do it, boys. Shocker. It is. Well, listen, let's go around the horn here. Final thoughts as we get ready to wrap up our first live in-person. We're first all of here many, together. folks. First of many. No Zoom yeah, here. Absolutely. I tell you, man, it's something else. Uh, let's start with you, Merrill. Your final thoughts as we wrap it up, and we'll um, go around the horn. Well, boys, I'll tell you, it was fun being together, you know, and, and just, the, you know, the camaraderie and – just shooting the shit, talking hockey, talking the sport we love, and, you know, sharing some great stories personally and as well as talking about the NHL. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. I love this. I can't wait to just keep doing this, growing this. I, I mean, there, we have a lot of exciting ideas. Um, we're really motivated, and I, I just, you know, overall, this is just a great experience. I really enjoyed it and uh, can't wait to do a, a shit ton more of it. I, you know, in in uh, hockey season is just around the corner. Best time of year, boys. Oh, you're not kidding, yeah. man. Well, we're just glad that you could come, buddy. Yeah, right. You know, you're, you're a probation, you're a probation officer, like you leave. Yeah, I got my ankle bracelet on. Uh, Speaking of which, beep 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 beep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this is this has been great, boys. Like it's, it, I feel like it's a better, like it's a good flow. Yeah, I haven't seen Clance in a fucking minute, man. Seriously, man. So it's it was fuck. good. It was great to see his ugly mug. So jealous of that head of hair. Ben, it's, it's crazy. My I, got to, I got to finally meet Ben. Right, tonight. we've never actually met in person. Yeah. We've only ever met on Zoom and yeah. whatnot. This yeah, is my cool. My boy Merrill that I've known for quite a while now. So it's good to get the band together, and you know, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on my my Joe Thornton tracker and That'd keep a close eye on. on Do you that think? Guy. I, before I get my final thoughts, I know we talked earlier how there's a, a name hovering out there within the Bruins for a PTO, but yeah. Don Sweeney won't release the name. Which I don't understand why he won't release the name. But I'm going to say top two choices are either going to be one, Brian Boyle from Hingham, Massachusetts. Whoop, whoop. Like it. Joe Thornton. Oh, man, I'd be all about that. There you that. go. There's your fourth line. Joe Thornton, Brian Boyle, and Yarmir Yaga. Mic drop, bitches. Oh, my God. Bring That's back Yogs. Bring back Jumbo. Clance, I'm with you on this I, boat. That I, is a massive line so right there. I, so <laughs> I, I saw the Boyle name today, and I like that a lot. Right? Yeah. Dude. I like Sturdy it a lot guy. He's a, he's a fucking big dude. He's not like he's got a, a large frame. He'll fight even though he's not like the toughest guy, no. but he will protect his teammates. He's an Unbelievable! In my eyes, one of the best penalty killers in the league. Great locker room guy. Well, he's got such Unreal a, such a big guy. reach, and he's a really good locker room guy. He's just yeah. a very humble human being. He fills well. a lot of needs too. Like they need penalty killing. They're going to be missing Marshawn. They need size. They need veteran they need leadership. Grit. They need yeah. veteran leadership. I mean, that's like four boxes right there. Yeah, yeah. I think. And, and coming from Pittsburgh, I mean, you know, I mean that would be a, a pretty good transition yep. to, to come to Boston, come home, play here. Uh, kind of, you know, put a little icing on the cake for his career. So, yep, be around I, the fam. I would, I would love to see that. So, yeah. but uh, I'm, you know, I'm knee deep, and I got hockey season start. I got both my kids going. I got flag football. I got fall baseball. My head's gonna explode. But this has been a nice. When do you sleep? Uh, I don't really. 
So I got Jesus. a nice like 15 hour nap in on Sunday. I uh, came home and just completely collapsed on the couch watching football. And I sl- I think I woke up at like <laughs> three in the morning. Jesus. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, all right, I'll go back to bed for a few more hours and get up to go to work. But no, <laughs> this is this is awesome. Like, um, and I don't know. Do you guys want to do you guys want to share about next week or do we keep that under wraps for a minute? Ooh. Oh, there's a, there's a teaser. Ooh. Folks, here's your uh, here's the deal. If you want to find out, we're going to release it on our Facebook page in a little while. I'd say it'll be on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. So the only way to find out the teaser is to follow us on social media, tell your friends about the Causeway Kings, and don't forget if you're looking for the greatest and the latest in the world of hockey, youth sports, the Boston Bruins, and the NHL, you know where to go. It's Causeway Kings right here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. And boys, in unison on this one, I think we got this. Oh, did you not even want you, you want more time? I, I, you want more we, time? You forgot about Clance. We well, forgot about Clance. Clance. I was going to segue one thing because he brought up a great question. We could, you know, mulligan this and Ben's, fix this. Ben's, trying to, my, us, Ben's my, trying to get us the fuck out of my here. Second, my second boiled my on number like one. Hour. My number two, you're probably going to scoff at me and hit me over the head. I'm ready. Antoine Roussel. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you're getting Go hit. Home. You're, getting, you're getting struck no violently. Thing. Actually, He's speaking born, of PTOs, for the, um, Zach Senchinji, Sen- whatever his fucking Sen- name is, oh, yeah, signed a PTO I, with I New that. Jersey. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. It was kind of surprising. Best wishes. Yeah. He yeah. said Good best luck in wishes. EA again. <laughs> so, Clance, what do we got? What do you got for us? Yeah, no, Clance, th- this, is, this has been unreal. I, I think we need to do this more. Um, it's uh, it's just so much. I feel like the flow is so much better. It's I mean, Again, haven't seen Gordo in fucking years. See Ben every now and then at the rink. See Merrill every now and then. Uh, but, you know, it, it's great to be with you guys in person. I think this was a lot of fun. Covered a lot of great things around the league. You know, got a little sentimental and some personal stuff. You know, a little therapy session. Hell yeah. Um, but, no, this has been great. Again, listeners, keep an eye out for uh, next week's unbelievable guest. Big news. I'm fired. Big, Big news. news. Fired up. It's going to be unreal. But, um, no, this this has been awesome. I love it. I love it. Anybody else? Anything else? Did I miss anyone? You in the back there. You, anything? Yeah, who, everybody look there's nobody no, there. i love beacons in the fucking hallway creeping. is he yeah he's creeping over there well let's see if we can get beacon in here real quick let's see here yo beacon i'm literally yelling in my podcast look at this come in here for a second stop being a creep in the hallway <laughs> beacon's actually here he got off the show uh somewhere in the middle of our recording uh merrill toss him that mic there real quick beacon uh, without pulling that mixer down from there we're uh, final thoughts, and we're uh, just talking, of course, about bees and everything else. Well, this would actually be Beacon's first for, say, and final thoughts. First, his <laughs> last, thoughts. His only only thoughts. thoughts. Beacon, you want me to pipe in the, uh, the crickets outside? Like, <laughs> 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 well, I, I just wanted to say something on Steve Char and just having a history with this guy here. You know, covering the team for a few years, I think he's one of the. I think he's one of the top defensemen in Bruins history, as we all know. Probably top ten players in Bruins history for the most part. But my favorite story came a few years ago at Warrior Ice Arena. We were just wrapping up a practice, went into the team locker room to do our usual media scrums. I happened to be in the right spot at the right time, right next to Zidane Char when his availability began. Nice. Unfortunately, somebody else nearby on the other side of the room was not in the right spot and decided to come sprinting over to get to our media scrum, tripped over a hockey bag, <laughs> fell into me and then knocked me into Zidane Chara. <gasps> so Shit. let me just say the next three where did seconds. You, where did you land? Chest went right into him. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Let's just say those three seconds afterward and that stare I got, 
<laughs> you don't know what fear is until you've been in that situation. <laughs> you really don't. That's awesome. Oh, that's oh my god, poor Beacon. <laughs> when you but when you fell into him, did you like? It wasn't like a massive tumble where I took him out, but it was like a no. But did you did you like arms around the waist, like hug him? Type situation. Did you try to catch yourself like, on him, or did you just like no, hit it was his wall? No, literally just a quick. I lost my balance for a second, bumped into him, and then got back up and stared quickly. Was it like an evil <laughs> stare? You stared. Like, you stared into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you, sorry, just like a whisper. Was it a, a, like a like a ah uh, stare or like a you're gonna fucking die? It, it's stare. like yeah. it was a brief. You're gonna die stare, and then he settled himself and then yeah. looked back and started doing <laughs> the wires uncross very quickly. Gets, gets yeah. a Dolph oh Lundgren. I must break you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you will that's break. exactly what it was. He stopped for a second and then settled himself and quickly went back to what he was doing. If you die, you, you die. die. <laughs> well, there there could be worse ways broke. to go out. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, sir, I just want you to know it's an honor to die by your hand. Yeah. Hey, what happened to Beacon? Oh, Chara, Chara ate him. fucking <laughs> he killed him. Killed Chara Greco Roman wrestled him into the ground. Beacon never, hugged he went him. Chara killed never him. left. Chara the fight with Ray Stevenons. Who? Yeah, he broke the guy's cheekbone in Montreal. I love when Meryl comes in with those hot. Like, like, he's always gear. got it. Just, I love it. It's like a fucking encyclopedia. It's the best. Oh my god. All right, boys, on that happy note, we got to wrap this one up because it is now 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here at Broadcast House Studios. I have now officially entered my 12th hour being in the studio, and I think it's time to call it a night. Boys, as always, thank you for joining us. Beacon, thanks for jumping in. Johnny on the spot, last moment there. As always, your friend Ben, Clance, Marshall, Gordo, Beacon in the house. Boys, let's do it all together, shall we? Let's Let's go go be. be!